A New Life family, my name is Jeremy. It's so good to be back with you this weekend. Thank you for joining us, our online experience, as we continue to navigate through this amazing series that we've been in over the last few weeks called God Is. Matter of fact, we're going to jump right into it. So go ahead and open up your app. If you've never downloaded our app, we want to encourage you to do so. It's a lowercase black N on a white background. So as you open up that app, Click on the middle of the screen and that'll take you to our message notes for this weekend. I promise you, you're going to find it hugely beneficial because you can always go back and look at some of the notes that you've archived as well. Before we get going, I just want to say uh, hi to all of those out there around the country that are watching us online. Thank you for choosing us this weekend. My mom and dad, all my friends, my Mimi who's sick in the hospital right now, we're praying for you and we love you. So uh, I love to take advantage of the camera and just say hey to everybody uh, that is watching. And to both of our campuses, both at Turlock and Patterson, thank you for joining us this weekend. Pastor Dave will be live at the Turlock campus. I will be live at the Patterson campus this weekend. I know we sometimes we have questions. Hey, uh, since, since it's this person on, on the weekend experience, is this person going to be live? Just want to let you know, Pastor Dave will be live in Turlock this weekend. Well, as I said, we're going to jump right into the, uh, to the message that we have prepared for today. We've been in the series called God Is, and we've been dissecting and looking at some of the names that is given to God throughout Scripture and connecting them with the meaning of the name and how we can apply that to our lives today. For instance, week one, we talked about Jehovah Yahweh, that he is the great I am, that he is everything, that he created time and matter and space and that nothing exists without him. Yahweh, that he exists past present, and future, the great I am, like we said. It's an all-encompassing name of God as existence, okay? Then we talked about week two, Jehovah Jireh, God being our provider, and that all of our provisions come from the Father, and that he knows our needs better than we do, and that he is able and willing to provide for us his children, and that's what he calls us, his children. And guess what? He loves to do it. He loves to provide for us. And then last week, we dove into Jehovah Shalom, God being our peace. And we said that no matter how chaotic or stressful our lives become, or even the culture around us that tries to fit us into its mold, we can have peace and know that our God is still in control. He wants us to trust him with our needs. He wants to wash over us with only with the peace that only he can give and he can provide for us. And that leads us to this week's name for God, which is Jehovah Nisi. God is our banner. All right, I'm so excited about this one because uh, I love talking about militaristic uh, uh, wartime and doing his, uh, looking back in history and looking at the different wars and how we got here going all the way back in the scriptures. And you know, when our men and women now go to war, our American soldiers, we're thankful that they have a lot of technology to assist them, aren't we? Every soldier at any time knows exactly where they are because of GPS. They can communicate with other soldiers instantaneously because of high-tech radios. They can single-handedly attack and destroy entire buildings with explosives or airstrikes. They can travel hundreds of miles in just a few hours using modern technology and transportation transit and equipment. 
They can communicate with loved ones back home from all the way on the other side of the world as if they were stationed right down the street from their home. And these are all relatively recent developments. Because even in, in, in some of the wars as recent as World War II or Vietnam, soldiers didn't have some of these capabilities. Even uh, uh, the things going all the way back to more primitive time, thousands of years ago. One of the most, most well-known examples that we have is the Roman Empire. Okay, When the Roman Empire went to war, it rarely looked like what we think we see in the movies. Okay, their uniforms, uh, a lot of their uniforms didn't match. Most of the Roman soldiers were pulled in from conquered regions and they wore civilian clothes with, with makeshift armor strapped to their chest uh, or simply uh, wore the uniforms of the fallen uh, nations uh, for, uh, for which was conquered by the Roman Empire. It was really sad. Sometimes they didn't even speak the same language. There was no radio, no GPS. In fact, in the chaos of battle, the soldiers found it difficult to know Roman soldiers, the people who were kind of drafted into the Roman army, found it difficult to know who exactly they were even fighting. There was only one thing that they were able to keep. Uh, they give them some sort of order during all this commotion, and that was the imperial standard. The imperial standard. There's a picture of it on the screen right now. Now, for all you historians, I realize that this graphic changed multiple times over the course of decades and centuries, but you get the point of what the imperial flag looked like back centuries ago. A standard, a quote standard, is really nothing more than a flag, a banner, or even a simple pole with some sort of shiny object affixed to the top. Now, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've seen this in movies. Maybe a long pole, sometimes with a red banner just kind of hanging off of it. This let the soldiers know, this let the soldiers know that um, uh, where the army was, and it was super important that they could see this for so many reasons. First, it's extremely difficult uh, to use any sort of military tactics if you don't know where you are or where your enemy is, right? If you don't believe me, the next time you get in a fight, all right, which I actually hope really doesn't happen to you, okay? But the next time you're about to get in the fight, stop the opponent and say, hey, if you don't mind, before we start our scuffle, I'd really like to put a blindfold on because I don't want to know where I am and I don't, know, I don't want to know where you are. And I'm sure the opponent will say, well, be my guest, all right? Secondly, it's important to know and be able to see the banner because it lets you know where safety resides, all right, if you're near the standard, the quote standard, the banner, you're close to a place of security, a place of, that's more like home. And third, and this is one of the most important reasons, it communicates to you when you're able to see that banner, when you're able to see that flag in the midst of commotion, in the midst of war, in the midst of a battle, when you're able to see that banner, when you're able to see that flag, it communicates that you're not alone, that your team is still close, that your side is still close by. Now we see banners, we see flags all over the place, don't we? Okay, we see banners for, uh, for ad advertisements and promotions, you know, 50% off, now hiring, you know, help wanted that we see all over the country right now. We see banners for information and for holidays, just 
soon you're going to see big banners on stores that say Merry Christmas or please excuse our mess, we're remodeling. When our school uh, marches on, uh, our favorite school marches onto the field, you know, the, the football players will come and they'll break through that, that paper banner that the cheerleaders made or, or they'll be uh, preceded by someone carrying in the big school flag announcing that they're coming on to the field. We see the American flag on businesses and post offices and schools and other things. And war worked similarly in the Old Testament. Now at this point in the book of Exodus that we're going to be reading in, we're actually, we're, we're going to be in the book of um, Exodus chapter 17 today. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to the book of Exodus chapter 17. Some of the scriptures will be on the screen as we go through the message. But at this point in the book of, of Exodus, the Israelites have been wandering for a while. If you don't know the, the, the story of the Israelites, they went on a 40-year journey. They've already experienced multiple miracles of God with them turning bitter water sweet and his provision of providing manna to eat that we talked about just a couple of weeks ago. And at the very beginning of this particular chapter, we find the Israelites complaining again because they didn't have enough water to drink. Now, that's something to, to complain about. Now, I know you and I, as, uh, as Americans in 2021, we never complain, right? But the Israelites, they really had something to complain about because they had run out of water. So God, once again, provided a miracle. And as they were finally getting back on their journey, they drank all they wanted, they were, they, were, they were nourished, they felt good. As they were getting back on their journey, they were confronted by a group of people called the Amalekites. And that's where we're going to pick up in Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. It says this, While the people of Israel were, were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed up to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. Write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven, the Lord said. Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. He said they have raised their fists against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. Will you bow your heads with me real quick? Father, thank you so much for your word. Father, today it's our honor to learn that you are Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Now speak your words through your servant to your people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, so here's just a few ways that the Lord is Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Okay, here's the first fill-in for the weekend. Because he is Jehovah Nisi, my banner Number one, I'll never have to fight my battles alone. I'll never have to fight my battles alone. Think about this scenario just for a minute, okay? When Israel faced the Amalekites in this, in this epic battle in Rephidim, 
They didn't fight with a strong, trained, powerful army. All right, these were people who had been slaves all their lives. They weren't trained in the art of war. They didn't go through a grueling Navy SEAL boot camp and learn hand-to-hand combat. Like we said, they have been enslaved for over 400 years, and now they're traveling through these lands of fierce, fighting people and bringing along with them their women and children and animals and all their possession. Every single battle they fought was for their nation's survival and their hope and their future. But the Israelites traveled with something else too. I love this. Something that no other nation on earth had. A pillar of fire by night, a cloud of smoke by day, and the very presence of an all-powerful, everlasting God. Israel never fought her battles alone. No matter how inexperienced or overmatched the nation of Israel was, they were never the underdogs, ever. They had God as their banner. Now that was them. That was them thousands of years ago. Today, you and I, we have our own battles, don't we? We may not be lined up with thousands of men by our side waging for war against an enemy who wants to wipe us out and our families and our culture, but sometimes, man, it sure feels like it. Some of the things that you and I go through. There's a lot of people watching or listening right now who are going through a war. You're going through your own war, aren't you? You're right in the middle of a battle. Every direction you turn, it seems like you're getting hit. You can't catch a break. You can't even catch your breath. The battle that you're going through is like waves in the ocean. It's like the wind in the air. Two elements that you can never stop. They're coming. For some, it's a battle for your mind. Battle over your thoughts. Depression. Thoughts of suicide and giving up. For others of you, it's a battle over your marriage. You keep asking this question, do I get out or do I stick it out? Maybe for you, it's a relational battle. It goes back to what Pastors uh, Brett and Pastor Brian talked about last week. You just pray to God that just for one day, God, I need some peace in my home. I'm just praying for peace. I'm just praying for peace in my workplace. I'm, playing, I'm praying for peace with my spouse. I'm praying for peace with my children. Some of you just need peace for yourself and peace with yourself. Sometimes our battles go on for a long time, don't they? We get tired, we get weary, we get exhausted. We can barely hold our heads up mentally and emotionally, sometimes even physically. But can I tell you that our God is a rallying cry. He's the one that fights on our behalf. In the middle of your battle, look for the banner of God. Look for the flag that communicates, I'm still here. I've got your back. I'm fighting right beside you. Jehovah Nissi is our banner, and it's a banner that will never be burned. It's a banner that will never be captured. It's a banner that will never be taken because it belongs to the Lord. It's who he is. Jehovah Nisi is our place of safety. Jehovah Nisi is our place of refuge and security. And as long as he is on our side, no matter how bleak it may seem, his banner is waving strong and bold for us. But are we looking for it? 
This leads us to number two, because he is Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Number two, I have a part in the battle. I have a part in the battle. Notice that each person had their role in this battle. Okay, Joshua's role was to lead the battle. Moses' role was to stand on the mountain with his hands up. And Aaron and Hur's role was to hold Moses' hands up when they began to fall. Each person's role was critical and necessary for this season. When Moses' hands were down, the Israelites began to lose the battle. And after a while, Moses was so tired that he could no longer hold his hands up. So Aaron and Hur had to hold them up for him. Listen. Moses could not have done this by himself. He needed those around him to help him in some of the most critical moments of Israel's history and Israel's future. Moses surrounded himself by those who were in this battle with him. So who's with you? Who's in your battle with you? Listen, most of the battles that you fight cannot be done by yourself. You can't fight them by yourself. Most of the battles that you fight are too big for you. They're too big for just you. You need others. You need like-minded believers who are willing to hold your arms up when you're too exhausted, when you're too weak, when it's too much, when it's too heavy. We need others in our lives who are willing to pray with us, who are willing to fight with us. We need those in our lives who are willing to pick us up when we fall, to get in our face when we're wrong, but also cry with us when we're broken and when we're hurting. The problem you and I have is that we let our pride get the best of us. And then we either won't ask for help or we, we won't reach out and let others know that we are even in a battle. But here's the deal. You're human. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not know what to do and to not have the answers. It's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do in the middle of this battle right now. But I'm serving one who does. Because God in his infinite wisdom and knowledge knows exactly what we need. And who can come alongside us to help us in our struggles? He is Jehovah Nisi, our banner. The Bible tells us that when a person comes to Christ, they're given specific spiritual gifts to, 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 to each one of us, but not for just for us, to encourage and to help one another. Look what the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4-7. through 7. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. That's pretty plain. And I love this because it reminds me that I'm not supposed to be you and you're not supposed to be me. You see, I have my own gifts. I have my own skills and talents and abilities and you have yours. Now, it took me a long time to get this. It did, because in my, in my teens and in my 20s and in my 30s, I was constantly trying to be someone else. I wanted to look like this person. I wanted to talk like this person. I wanted this person's temperament. I wanted this person's personality. I wanted this person's book smarts and this person's street smarts and this person's hair. Okay, I never was happy with just me. I wasn't satisfied with me. You've probably heard this advice given to you before. Hey, just be yourself. When you walk in that room, be you. 
when you walk into that, uh, walk into that classroom or walk into that relationship, just be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Just be yourself. The scary thing for most of us is we don't know who we are. We don't know who ourself is. I was so busy trying to be someone I wasn't, I really didn't know who I was. And as I got older, I realized something. Wait, I, I don't have all these, I don't have gifts and talents and abilities and, and skills for me. I wasn't created for me. I was created to worship. <coughs> Excuse me. I wasn't, I wasn't given what I have to possess for me. I was given what I have to possess for the kingdom of God. And by doing so, I'm worshiping him. So in everything that I do, I have a part to play, including the battles that I go through. I have a part to play. As much as I want to sit in the corner and suck, my, and, and suck the spiritual thumbs that I have because I'm so afraid to engage in the battle, Every, every time something pops up into my life, I have a part to play. You have a part to play. Whether you're leading the battle like Joshua or giving direction and encouragement in the battle like Moses, whether you're holding up the arms of the one that's going through the battle because you know that it also impacts you like it did Aaron and her, you have a part to play. What is your part? Here's your last fill-in for the weekend. Because he is Jehovah Nisi, my banner, number three, I can celebrate and remember that God is my banner. I can celebrate and remember that God is my banner. Remember, banners are raised to celebrate and to honor. They hang from arenas to remember and honor their champions. We see them hanging in school gyms to remember the years that the championships were won. Banners are to remember and commemorate. They're raised to honor soldiers from returning from war. <coughs> Excuse me. They announce names and images that people can recognize from far away. They're big and visible. They're to be noticed and seen. They're an act of celebration and remembrance and announcement. They're an invitation and a gathering place. Banners summon. Banners call. Banners draw attention and attract people who are passing by. This is Jehovah Nisi, our banner. For some of you watching or listening this weekend, God wants you to know that he sees you in your battle. He wants you to know that he is Jehovah Nisi, your strong and righteous and bold banner, that he is your place of security, that he is your place of safety. And that he hasn't retreated from you. You're not going to look up right in the middle of your battle and see Jehovah Nisi, your banner, running away from you. No. You're going to see it strong and mighty and righteous. Because he hasn't left you to fight by yourself. And anytime you feel as if you've been, that you're being defeated like the enemy is gaining the advantage over you, or you're in a moment of weakness and brokenness, God wants you to open up your spiritual eyes and see him as your banner. Like I said, this waving back and forth, strong and mighty, and the angels of heaven are cheering you on in the middle of your battle. New life, listen, God is our banner. We need to lift him up to the entire world. We need to celebrate and honor God in all that we do.
when we do have those moments of victory, don't forget where that victory came from. Give God all of the honor and all of the praise that's due him. And when we see others, when we notice others who are beginning to fall or weaken in exhaustion because of their own personal battles, let's not hesitate to grab an arm, to hold them up. And remember that we're all in this together and God has created to do this thing called life together. Remember, we never have to fight our battles alone. That we all have a part to play in our battle. And in the end, we can celebrate the fact that it's God who gives us our strength because he is Jehovah Nisi, our banner. Will you bow your heads with me this weekend? Father, thank you that in the middle of my battle, I can look up and see you standing high and lifted up as my banner, calling attention to you, reminding me that I'm not alone, reminding me that you are in that battle with me, that you are actually probably fighting the battle for me. God, that you are Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Lord, I know for a fact that there are those who are listening right now, those There are those who are watching right now that are going through a tremendous battle. Spiritual battle, emotional battle, a mental battle, a relational battle, Lord. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that they can look back, that they can look up with their spiritual eyes and see you as Jehovah Nisi, their banner, waving back and forth, strong and mighty, reminding them that they are not fighting this battle alone. That you are right there beside them, that you are right there with them that they never have to fight alone. Father, you're so good to us. You're so good to us, Lord. It's so comforting, Lord, to know, oh, Lord, that in the middle of my struggle, that in the middle of my battle, that you are right beside me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thank you for tuning in this weekend. We just uh, want to encourage you, uh, don't forget about all the things that we have uh, at the beginning of the message as far as our our website, newlifecc.com. There's all sorts of ways to stay connected and get connected with us. We just love being able to come to you with our online experience each and every week. Uh, We want to thank you for your faithfulness and your giving and your generosity. God's been good to you, so so, uh, God's been good to us. And we just want to say thank you. We We couldn't do what we do without your faithfulness. And so we also just want to remind you, if there's anything in your life that you want our staff to be praying about. I know we had it at the beginning of the message, but I just want to remind you, you can text the word prayers, P-R-A-Y-E-R-S, to 30500, and someone on our team will be praying with you because we know that you're struggling. We know that you are. there are people out there who are in the middle of a battle, and you need some prayer warriors on your side helping lift your arms up so that you don't get tired. Hey, we love you. We'll see you back here next weekend. Have a great week.